Welcome to the Av Podcast, where I'm joined by author and therapist Jonathan Boxhill as we have a discussion about where are the safe spaces and the protections for the minds of black men. We dive into a deep conversation about it. I'd say more, but we're about to start the show in about a minute. So if you just hold tight, we'll experience it together. <laughs> All right. But seriously, I, I hope you enjoy this one. All right. With that said, wherever you listen to podcasts, South Sharav is there. You can check out my website at SouthSharav.com. You can listen to it on all platforms. If you are a lover of the Stitcher app and platform, you have until August the 29th to get as much listening time in as you want because it will be discontinued. But the good news is you can catch my shows on the other platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn and Alexa, for example. And, and speaking of which, five stars, please. Five stars, please. Click on them. Click on all of them. All of them. Five stars. You got it in you. Thank you. All right. I appreciate you in advance. All right. <laughs> Let's get this going. It's the Our Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Our Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Uh, welcome to the Our Podcast. I wanted to share an idea from an online conversation that we were having about the, the state of black men. And now we're kind of bringing it to life here on this podcast. But uh, we had a discussion about, you know, being in the midst of everything that's happening in this world where there are safe spaces and, and protection for everyone. But where are the protection for black men and the minds of black men? Now, I know for you, this is a subject that's near and dear to you. But if I had to ask you, you know, that question out loud, where is the protection and, and the spaces that can provide cover for the men that look like us? Um, that's a good question, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've prepared a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, like, uh, I, I think there are very few. And I think that's the problem. I think that um, when I speak to a lot of brothers, and, and for some reason, you know, we get into these, these conversations about things that they're going through there's a lot of you know black men dealing with stuff in silence because i think a lot of times we're socialized to keep things within and um not really express ourselves especially you know if you're if you have a family or if you're, you're the head of the household in terms of like the, the male in the the uh the um the household you're expected to be a fixer and to problem solve and to fix everything. What can happen is you abandon yourself. You forget to take care of you and express your needs because you don't want to put that burden on anybody else. So I think a lot of times men don't realize that they carry a lot with them too much. Right. And I, and I think a lot of the statistics kind of reflect that. There are, aren't many safe spaces where men can go and, uh, you know, connect, connect with other men, learn, build, unload stuff off their mind, you know what I'm saying? Without fear of looking a certain way or being judged or, or, or whatever. Right. Right. And I mean, we do live in a time where, where people react completely different to, I guess, to mental health and what our parents or previous generations go through. You know, there, there are a lot of programs now that, cater to it and outside of us but more importantly there there's more compassion you know for those that suffer from 
you know, like keeping things in and, and you know, not, and not having good mental health. But we're a generation removed from with the knowledge of what we were taught is to keep it in, right? To your point, like it was never to show emotion, never cry, never break. And in a lot of ways, I mean, shit, a lot of ways, I mean, I, I, I'll speak for myself. I still practice a lot of it. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's. What, what do you practice specifically? Well, just those, those points in particular, like, you know, not always showing my emotions, not always, you know, being guarded, you know, not, like, you know, keeping stuff in and just trying to deal with it on my own. Like, you know, that's like, I would say I'm trying to break out of why I've done a good job breaking out of it, I should say. But that took a very long time to get through. You know what I mean? And I, to be honest, I, was, I think I'm still working through those things, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I can. I can totally agree with that because you, when you look at your models, like growing up, we didn't really see that growing up. And what we do see is men are usually allowed to show one emotion, which is anger. Right. You know. So, like, a man could be, a man could be frustrated so he shows his frustration with anger you know mm-hmm. a man could be feeling powerless but he shows his powerlessness through anger a man could be feeling overwhelmed but he shows his overwhelm uh through anger a man could be feeling afraid of something or uh ashamed of something but he shows that through anger you know what i'm saying because that that's something that men in some ways were taught that's a no-no to show anything else but that right what's the toll or the cost that comes because of that? That's, that's the problem. Right. And how does that affect your overall health too, in terms of, hmm. not, of only, ex, of only expressing one emotion to your point, right? Like, yeah. Like yeah. Not- and not, and, and not even just expressing, but like connecting with it, like, um, actually knowing, yeah, I feel overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Hmm. Oh, that what that is that what that feeling is in my stomach or my, chest you know what i'm saying or the tightness oh it's oh, is that what these racing thoughts are is that why i was having problems sleeping is that why it's overwhelmed like they found that just labeling shit is helpful mm-hmm. just labeling just you know what yeah i'm a little overwhelmed right now just i mean you know to yourself right or to uh your significant other I'm not saying you know broadcasting it right Right. But I'm saying um, just being able to put awareness into your body, which is the first step. Okay, you know, I'm having shortness of breath or I'm, I'm uh, you know, losing my appetite or whatever it is. And that can be the window into, well, what's going on right now? Okay, well, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about Maybe my parents or something like that or dealing with somebody else or an issue and I've realized I haven't realized that it's taking its toll on me. That's the first step is to just be aware and label it because the body is trying to express or trying to tell you, give you a signal. But a lot of us grow up not even connected to our body. So we you know, we only allow anger or rage and then, you know, <laughs> Yeah, a lot of us grew up with fathers that, you know, expressed anger and rage, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that behind that, though, what's behind that? Because, you know, just seeing them as a crazy man is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. But now you get older and you're like, oh, I get it. That's why you were, you were like, no, sh-. you know, if I had to deal with 
what you had to deal with or a system or dealing with, you know, on the job of blah, blah, blah. I get you're feeling boxed in. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're feeling discriminated against. You're feeling whatever. And you don't know what to do with those feelings. Right? So it comes out as anger. So I think that's the key thing is being able to label it. And think of our parents, right? Like think of our fathers, for example, where coming from a whole different country, whole different culture, whole different lifestyle, a, a whole different climate. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're basically starting from your own, you're starting over, right? You're essentially starting over. So you got the stress of that. You know what I mean? Trying to deal with the, with the world that doesn't totally accept you, especially being over here and dealing with the shock of that. Now you have, you know, kids or multiple kids, you know, like, you know, for what have you in, and the stresses and the pressures of that, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe things aren't as easy as they seem. You know what I mean? And you develop a sense of pressure from that too, right? So that lashing out or that anger that you speak of, you know, a, a lot. I think a lot of our parents or a lot of our fathers, what's the word? They they basically like that was almost like their form of expression. <laughs> the only way they can, you know, uh, an emotion that they can understand to to exercise. You know what I mean? Where Whereas, like, I feel like now, I mean, the pressures are still there, but it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? I think we're a little more educated on, 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 on how to deal with some of these these stressors in some cases, but at the same time, there's so much different emotions that we don't exercise outside of what you're speaking about, right? Absolutely. Outside of silence, outside of you know keeping them walls up, outside of all of those things. Right. Okay, you, you just you just brought up a good point. That that's actually another thing that a lot of men do is they keep silent. Mm -hmm. They sh they shut down or they're silent. It's either, you know, raging or whatever and then silence. But a lot of times that silence is there is a protective thing. On the outside, we may look at them like what's wrong with them? You know what I'm saying? Mhm. Mm but they're carrying so much and they're trying to deal with it and they don't know how to deal with it. So shutting down is a way for them to, do, to deal with it. Right. Now, you know, of course, a lot of people, you know, when they, when they come home or whatever it is, everyone, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people like uh, time for themselves, you know, right. to decompress and need that alone time. When it's like a pattern, normally a pattern with men to kind of shut down, you know, and to kind of like keep quiet, too quiet, you know, mm -hmm. because they don't really know how to express themselves and how to communicate through like discomfort. That's why I go back and I say labeling it is the key and mm -hmm. being aware. Awareness is everything. You know, just bringing awareness into into that is uh, can it can interrupt that cycle. Yeah, and and I, and I know for me, like just on a personal level, what helped what helped me is the I think when I started having my own children, you know, because it wasn't you know that learned behavior in terms of that aspect it wasn't a cycle that I wanted to kind of pass down either. <laughs> I didn't want to pass that down to my kids, you know what I mean, or have me, you know repeating what i seen you know what i mean and and some of those senses so it's like at least not the whole scope of it anyway because listen i you know i love my father for sure but 
Yeah, I mean, those stressors, those things that, that came along with it, though, that anger and stuff, like, how many friends do you have that, like, we all have the same story? Everybody was more or less afraid of their father. Almost like when you come in the house, it's like, shh, don't say nothing. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, okay, I can share stuff with my pops. I can do stuff. A lot. I know so many friends that had that relationship where it was like, yo, he came in, yo, don't say nothing. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and... And and you, you know you, you realize that the, what they would what they went through in the household they grew up in, right? And how they learned that 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 anger, explosive anger, and um, the fact that a lot of us have our anger, have our you know issues with with rage that comes out in different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of us can just be kind of hiding it or or suppressing it in some ways, right. and that's when we need it. We get we can get into issues, whether it be addiction or like womanizing or um, whatever we need to make us feel better, feel in control, it's, like ourselves. It's it's interesting because I remember one time you know I was going through a situation that was. Uh, kind of stressing me out and there's like a few years back probably like six seven eight years ago and i remember you made a statement to me john that i that honestly i never forgot and it was you know i think i was explaining to the situation and i remember you, you said something that was it was very poignant where it was um you stated that basically like you know we're expected as black men to be superman you know to be a superhero and you we constantly have that cape on but when we take the cape off, who's there for us? Yeah, it's true. You know, and it's, and it's something I never forgot. I was like, wow, that's a great way of looking at it. Because, yeah, like there's no manual. There's no blueprint for, you know, when you're going through your stuff as a grown man with a family. And you know what I mean? Like there's and you go through those different different roadblocks and obstacles in your life. There's no blueprint, you know, for somebody to tell you like, hey, this is what you this is what you need to go through. These are the steps. Look out for this. <laughs> you know, you, you, it's all trial by error. And, you know, and I know we always say that there's no blueprint for this. There's no there's no guide for this. But I like sometimes we say it as a badge of honor. And sometimes I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure that's a great thing. <laughs> you know, what no, I'm saying? it's true. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. Yep. And that's why my message is, is uh, we have to be there for each other. But most importantly, you have to be there for yourself. And. You know, that's really the key thing. You've got to be there for you. So you got to know when to set your boundaries. You got to know when to, it's when it's time to take care of you. You got to know when it's time to say no. You got to know when it's time to take a break mm-hmm. or if you need support because the stats with men is not good in terms of illness, right? Right. And, you know, there's so. I mean, we can go so many ways in this conversation because there's so many, there's so many factors and things that black men have to deal with. Like I say, I always say, you know, black men have have inherited and faced unique trauma, so they they definitely they need a, they need unique tools to help them heal through it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we've inherited generational trauma, generational stuff from the stuff that happened to our people. And um, then the continuous 
things we see in the media, continuous attacks, psychological attacks and stuff like that. The nervous system of a black man doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel safe. Right. Like the system itself, the body of a black man, if you could conceive of it as a body, is not a safe place to be. Because, like you mentioned before, you know, black men have to constantly be on guard. How we're seen in society is totally different from other people. Right? Mm-hmm. How we see each other and deal with each other is totally different. And so, you see, what happens is that there's so, so much of, of, of our gifts, our natural gifts, that kind of shine. And that seems to draw most of the attention. So, we dominate in sports, we dominate in music and culture and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that, that you know, we, we get that shine. But the other half of that is not spoken about. The The other half of that is that, well, yeah, that's our, our gifts and our talents help us to shine. But the trauma is, is I mean, that, that doesn't overshadow the trauma. You know, and there, it's not going to it's not going to help you heal that. I'm saying, mm-hmm. and so I think right now we're at a place that I'm happy to see that a lot of people online are now changing their tune and willing to to look at how they can be real with themselves and take care of themselves and take care of their well being and break that cycle. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I love I love seeing that. There's like this, this uh there's a Instagram page, Therapy for Black Men. They're really popular. Uh Express Yourself Black Man is another one. And so they're really pushing the message to kind of normalize, you know what? It's the cool thing now is to take care of ourselves. The cool thing is to be well. The cool thing is to heal our trauma. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And because that's that wasn't the cool thing before. The cool thing was just seek power, seek tough. You know, try to be that alpha male and and uh, get status or you know whatever it is. All these things that you think is going to fill a hole, but it doesn't fill a hole. Right. Right. So now I'm happy to see a bit of a turn of of the tide, where the cool thing now is to. Um, is self improvement, self awareness, self you know, being responsible for self, and realizing that's the key to your your actual power. And also, too, just you know, when you see online, you see a lot of at least I catch maybe it's the algorithms <laughs> on my feeds, but you know, you, you I see a lot more you know discussions about like positive conversations, like even speaking to yourself, positive thoughts, positive. You know, all that stuff kind of helps too, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like the yeah. power of the word, like how powerful the word is. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have that 20 years ago. Remember, no. you know, no social media, we, we didn't have any of that, right? So, <laughs> it, yeah, it's amazing that that's happening. I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Absolutely. And Yeah, 100, man. And for you, like what, to, I guess to kind of lead into this part of the conversation, what do you... What are your thoughts? How do you feel about like how Im- important the sense of brotherhood is in terms of the the safe space, the protection of of of, of uh, the minds of black men? Well, I think it's. I mean, <laughs> you get, you're getting a 
a little bit of that flavor of that with the recent incident in Alabama. That's a whole other story, <laughs> right? But like, uh, oh, the Negro, you, the Negro Avengers. The Negro yeah, Avengers. yeah, yeah. So you you, you see, kind of like that was different, you know? Yeah, that was man. cool. That was unique, and es- especially when Bobby Smurder Senior threw his hat up in the air. You know what I mean? Like that was a call to arms, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was like everything was just synchronized and ideally how you'd like things to be. But I think that um, that's also part of healing as people, as brothers start to really embrace this work of really kind of healing themselves. I think you're, you're going to see more of this brotherhood happen naturally because you'd be able to more trust yourself, trust each other, trust other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and working with, with brothers who can kind of work through their emotions so that we're not reacting all the time. Right. Because a lot of the issues is, is, is emotional stuff that brothers react on in the moment, right? And a lot of those, those issues come from, like, childhood wounds, you know? Yeah. And so, more brothers that kind of take responsibility for that, work on that path, because it's not an easy path. It takes courage, right, and commitment to walk on that path. That path allows that true brotherhood to to come through. Because then it's a thing where you, you're not reacting from that lower place within you. You know, doesn't mean that you don't have those moments. Doesn't mean that you don't uh, you might not might not make mistakes or whatever it is. But what it means is you you won't let those moments kind of take you down you know, control you, right? you know, take over you. And you're, re- and, you're re- and you're ready to take accountability for those moments. You can see your part in this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, you, you have some more emotional maturity, as they call it, emotional intelligence. And that, to me, is the biggest thing that we need right now. In, term, in terms of the community, the, the, the fostering of brotherhood. Fostering of brotherhood, yeah, but brother, brotherhood comes from brothers who are active actively building themselves right you know otherwise you're just going to default mode default mode is the programs that you receive from your childhood you know and that's the same shit that we complain about all the time you know what i'm saying yeah when we get together or we do or black brothers do dumb shit to each other that that's nothing more than just a little boy inside of them that that those wounds so more brothers that are kind of standing up in walking that path yeah i think that out of that you'll see good brotherhood and and all it takes is because the thing with that whole alabama thing is all it takes is like examples mm-hmm. you know what you like, think yeah it, no, it v- visual examples for sure so just we see examples of brotherhood like oh actually working together actually making money together actually uh exchanging ideas and, and supporting and, and bigging each other up actively done with the gossiping, done with the, 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 the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, low vibration, vibrational stuff. But actually um, moving in that spirit, the more examples you see, I mean, that's going to speak a thousand words to people. I mean, as funny as that image is, it, it, is, it, it does represent a, a unique point because you know, during COVID, especially when when everything happened, you know, with the uh, social unrest and, you know, everything that happened after George Floyd um, got murdered, it's, 
you know, I always those those are one thing I always kept asking throughout that whole time is what happens after the protests? Like after the protest fades, you know, after the energy of that dies down, what is it that we learn? What are the fundamental things that we like? Are we going to learn from here going forward? You know what I mean? To make that, us exactly, better. yeah. It, and, at, and at first it was it started off at a beautiful place in terms of you know recycling the black dollar you know in terms of meeting of the minds you know like like all of those things checking in like the the constant check-ins you know on your peoples and making sure they're good not just your family and your loved ones but just some of your friends because you know we always say there's 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 some people that are suffering in silence and you don't even know sometimes that phone call sometimes that conversation it awakens them. You know what I mean? It, it maybe snaps them out of it, of, of going to a dark place. And sometimes I wonder, like, after COVID, and now that, you know, we're kind of going back into, you know, reality again, or we're back into, the, you know, we're back into full mode where we were, it's kind of like, okay, are those principles gone now, or, or are they still going to remain? You know, and, and you are seeing more of, of, you know, of that. You know what I mean? A little bit more of that than before. It just, it just it's not as strong, and I guess... I guess it's hard to keep that intensity maybe for, for that period of time when it was that strong, but you do see examples <laughs> not counting Alabama, of course, but you, you know, but you do see examples of that kind of like coming to grips with, okay, like we got to be better. We got to be better for us. We got to be better for ourselves. Let's kind of unite this, unite our minds and unite this together. You know what I mean? Like let's, let's unite together to build, stronger minds financially stronger minds mentally physically spiritually so that the residual effects can trickle down to our children you know what i mean and make them stronger right so i mean you do you do start to see some examples of that i mean for me you know i think brotherhood is brotherhood is everything to me as long as it has these components to me right as long as it can it can grow you as long as it can de-stress you and it help and it helps to evolve you you know, and it, and it's circled around love and positivity. You know, if you can hit all of those marks, whether it's a chat group, organized get-togethers, if it develops from, you know, small things of like, you know, <laughs> going to the gym, working out, playing basketball, whatever it is, I think the constant conversations and the communications that have you with like-minded brothers can also help you elevate and make you and give you that protection from, you know, that 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 protection of the mind where it's like you can now you're willing to share more ideas, share more things that's on your mind, you know, and, yeah. and you know, so I think, I think it is important, for, you know, in, in that sense too. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, absolutely. Um, it's, you know, it's a work in progress. It's a, it's, it's a process, you know, and I think as, as you're saying, as more people practice it or just start being aware of that, it starts with self. It starts with coming back to really, healing, appreciating, and honoring yourself. Because a lot of, see, a lot of, the thing is, a lot of, uh, most black men, because we come from such difficult situations or just situations that that were not, you know, completely ideal, there's a lot of holes or a lot of wounds in, like, the soul, in, you know, in the, in, in the heart there of black men. So they haven't really learned to embrace and appreciate and love themselves and, uh, and realize how much of a gift. That's what I always say, a gift to the world that we are, you know, a gift to society that we are, right. that how important we are and how unique we are. We don't think of ourselves like that because we have, there's so many counter messages 
that that come at the psyche daily. Or we just don't think of ourselves like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this is my thing. Because I was always a, a part of different black um, organizations or black men's groups. Yeah. You know, for a long time. Yeah, so myself, myself as well. And so just drawn to it, you know, naturally just drawn as if it's a calling. Um, I knew it was going to be part of my life's work, but like, this is what we should have. See, th this is, this is what I want to say. You see, you have to reparent yourself now. Mm. You know, you have to give yourself what you should have gotten. Feel me? And yeah. a lot of times men don't want to face that and they'll struggle in many different areas of their life. Maybe they'll have certain things together. And they'll ride on that. Maybe their money's together or their careers together. Uh, but that when that gets threatened, they get messed up. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. their identity was tied up in that. Their self-image. You know, trying to fill that void. Uh, because I've worked with a lot of, I've worked with a lot of brothers like that. I've worked with a lot of brothers who on, on the surface appear to have it all. But then when they, they're in my office or they're in, you know, uh, in my group or whatever it is, you know, the truth comes out, right? Yeah. They're, they're crying. They're, they're unloading a lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of issues, a lot of trauma comes out. I'm like, Whoa, but people around them would never know. Right. Yeah. So you have to, we're stepping into a, a time of us loving on ourselves again, really appreciating who we are and, and stepping into that power and owning that. You know, so I think that's really important as brothers and then building with brothers of like mind, because I, I hear the thing about brotherhood, yeah. but it's like, if brothers aren't on that path, it's hard to build with brothers who are not in alignment with that path. A thousand percent. It, it's like fruits on a tree, like certain fruits ripe at different times. I'm, I'm not going to build with a fruit that's not ripe yet. You know, we can assist in, in giving them seeds and giving them help, right? You know, watering that, that fruit, giving them sunlight, giving it what it needs. But at the end of the day, it's going to ripen on its own terms. But, I, you know, and I, but I'm not going to stop my progress and I'm not going to uh, jeopardize my safety or my peace of mind. If I'm ripe and I'm ready to go in that area, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I so I think that the brotherhood comes from like-minded who form examples, but also offer a path that other brothers can can follow or can learn from, right? Because right? mm -hmm. I've always learned from black men. A lot of my teachers were older black men that turned to me and helped me all my life, you know, mm -hmm. challenged me, debated with me, you know, confused me, freaking, you know, thought I knew shit and they were just showing how much I didn't know, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was great. And, and I, and I feel like, um, but I, I had to be, I was ready. I was open. A lot of my friends weren't, you know, they, they weren't open at the time. I was open. I wanted to know shit, even if I was confused or I didn't like what I was hearing, you know? Right. So yeah, we, we, we you know, we, we got to, continue that path of, of really bettering ourselves, appreciating and honoring and loving ourselves. That's what I want to teach my son because the world is if you look, the, look for the world 
to show you who you are. You're gonna be messed up. Yeah, it's got it's gotta come up. it's gotta come from us. Yeah, it's gotta be you have to define define yourself and you know, and let go of what you inherited. You know, somebody said this and I and I like and this is the exercise you can do is you, you write down on a piece of paper what are the gifts that I I got from my my parents and my family you know my my whole line mm -hmm. but what and what are the burdens I got too you know what I'm saying there's a lot of burdens we inherited that's not our own you know what I'm saying yeah and so really sit down on a piece of paper and just look at well what is it, what are the gifts that I got from them and what are the burdens these things that I realize are not mine and you know it's time for me to drop and let it go you know otherwise those burdens will sneak up on you and you pass them on to your children. I never thought about it like that, actually. Never thought about you, it like you, that. You, you kind of did because you, you recognized in the beginning there's certain things you wanted to do different. Yeah, that's, a, that's true. That's a good point. But I know what you're saying, though. You, you didn't, I, trust me, I'm the same way with me. I didn't think of it like that as well either. But, you know, they know trauma is passed on both environmentally, like we learn by watching them. Yeah. But also, it's biologically too. It, it, it is. I mean, they didn't believe that before, but it is now. There's research that shows that now that PTSD and stuff is, is passed on yeah. to in, in families. So a lot of our parents, a lot of our dads, our family was in survival was in survival mode. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So your, emo your were, emotions are more raw when you're in survival mode. Oh my God, bro! <laughs> you ain't got time for nothing else. <laughs> what do you you know, like keep it real, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, it, it, and everything is a problem, and everything is a overwhelming. It make a mountain out of a mole, you know? Right. And 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 it's, it's because they didn't know they're in survival mode. Their nervous system is in fight and flight. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They didn't know that, and they grew up in a home that had that. So. We're the generation, which you said, that is ready to break that. And the key to breaking that is introducing to our system that we're safe, that we're loved, and, you know, and we deserve that. That, that, that That's the key. You know, so the system can calm it, can relax and calm down and reach a state of, 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 of balance again. Yeah. And, and sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, and, and to touch on that, like, yeah, and 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 from that, you could share your your ideas, your visions. You know what I mean in terms of what it is you want to accomplish, or, or you know, or what you think others may want to accomplish, or you know what I mean. Like, it, it's interesting because when um, even what even with South Sharab, like when I started this, you know, I don't know if you know the story, but when I started this, right, it came from <clears throat> of something that I deeply wanted to do, right. But because I was out of it for so long, I wasn't sure how it would come off, right? And um, for about a year or two years or so, I started as a blog, you know, and I used to write articles and different things, if you remember. And I think, you know, and it's still on my website and everything. But for about a, I would say for about a year, but the first few months were about it for a solid year, I shared it with just um, a, one of my chat groups that I was in because I felt like that chat group was like, 
kind of like-minded. They were outside-the-box thinkers, you know, they're brothers who, you know, kind of supported. You know what I mean? They'll give you honest feedback. You know what I mean? And and, and I, I, that's kind of who I use as my audience for the first <laughs> for the first little bit. You know what I mean? Because that group was uh, that group is also a group that, you know, that celebrates and shares their accomplishments, whether it's a promotion. Well, it doesn't matter how big or small it is. You know what I mean? We're, we're always there to, you know, to, to pat you on the back, cheer you on. You know what I mean? And so that's why I started sharing it there first before I started sharing it to everybody else. Right. Mm. And like it, it gave me the gas, like even even though I know I'm the driver of the car and I and I, you know, that's why I sat in the front seat of this vision and, and, and you know, and I'm still driving it, you know. But at the beginning, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like you, you didn't always have the gas money for it. And you, you just want to make sure that, you know, like and, and that's where you, you kind of got help from others to, to, you know, to toss in a five here, a 10 here to kind of help you with the vision. And then all of a sudden it just keeps growing and growing and growing. But that's kind of how it started. That was my little example of how a brotherhood could could work in your favor and your benefit, because it actually gave me the gas to continue to drive this car. Right, right, exactly. Yep. It's funny. I was going to ask you why. It's so funny. I was going to ask you why did you start the the um, the podcast. I was going to actually ask, ask you that. Yeah, it was I, on my mind today. Was it? Oh, that's interesting. That's funny. But I mean, that's that's part of the reason I, I felt like. You know, if, if I can go back in time, I probably like I probably would have stayed on this earlier, especially when I was done school and all of that. I just felt like right. you were doing stuff and it was like, I don't know if you were, you were, you were trying to live up to a certain image. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily that, but I just felt like there was like an itch I needed to scratch. You know what I'm saying? Like there was just I needed to there's just something I needed to scratch. Didn't matter what I was doing. It was like that. It's like I needed to tr- at least try this. If it didn't work, it didn't work. You know what I mean? And I come from I, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? I, I come from, you know, people who think outside the box. You know what I mean? Like in my own circles, in my own family. So like I felt like that was my turn. You know what I mean? And and and, and it was like I, I needed to I needed to see that through. Just doing the normal thing that everybody else does, that's not enough. You know what I mean? Like I needed more than that. And yeah. That's where it came from. Yeah. I think that's that's essentially where it came from. I, you know, I've I always loved media. You know what I mean. And I had many different influences from sports and music to political, to sociological. You know what I mean, and uh, different aspects. But like the common theme is like, if if it was a good topic, the way it was being discussed, like it would always rope me in. You know, and I and I love that feeling. Well, I and, I, and I and I wanted to like. I wanted to kind of be able to, to to be the one to do that as well, and that's not an ego thing, but it's just something I always felt like I could do, and I, you know, and I had a passion for it. So I, this, I think, from my foundation, like when I moved to Toronto, like I, you know, just I'm <laughs> sharing a lot today, but like when I moved to Toronto, you know, I came initially on a basketball scholarship, but I was one of the first people out of like my crew or like you know to to basically leave like the city of Montreal, like you know what I mean? Like I was one of the first out of Ooh. my circles to leave. But I was pursuing a dream, you know, and I had some family here to back me up. But it was a chance I took. You know what I mean? So I and I and I think as much as it was scary, it was also like I needed to do it too. You know what I mean? It was like I I needed to do it. So I think that was kind of like this in the spirit of that. Like I needed to do. I just needed to do it. I needed to see to see it through. See how it worked out, or see how it works out. 
So I think that's right. to answer your question. I think that's where it all kind of stemmed from. Interesting because you know, passions, our mission, our purpose. I'm a big believer and a big supporter of that. Of like, what is your passion? I do believe we have a purpose here. That's my belief, and everyone has their mission, right? Of what they came to do. It doesn't have to be some big grand thing. It could just be whatever you're here to learn and whatever you're here to express or right. create, you know? And some people, like my grandma, it's her creating uh, an environment where people feel so comfortable and accepted and loved and well-fed, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's her, that was her gift to the whole community, right? Yeah. So... It's so important for black men to find their passion and to walk it and to express it and to not ask or need permission to 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 do that. So I, I do feel like this passion thing is tied to our healing. There's links to that. There's links to us really doing this work to learn to appreciate ourselves and throw off the, um, you know, the, the lies and the conditions of the past and find our passion and find uh, and express what we're here to do. I think there's a link between those two. It's like this journey. That, I think, you know, they call it the hero's journey. Right. Right. That every, every movie is based off that template or that script. The hero goes on this journey really to find himself along the way he has to face a lot of challenges and setbacks and only to come back to um, figuring out how he's going to defeat those challenges and come back and come back to come back to himself but at a greater level you know so I just say all that to say that you're the hero of your story man and yeah. I think we all are and we and right now it's like what do we want to write Right. You know, what, 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 what are we writing right now in this chapter? And we have the opportunity now to write a different script, break the patterns, break these, these things and form and not fall into the default program mode of society or of our family programs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and we have this chance and it ain't, I'm not, and I'm not going to act like it's easy. I, it's not easy. No, absolutely not. not. Easy. <laughs> you know, it's not fucking easy, man, because you got, you know, a lot of mental everything. obstacles to go through. Yeah. And a lot of different things and a lot of tests and a lot of traps. Oh, shit. You made a wrong decision there. You, you fell for that trap, you know, you took that bait. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to watch out for this. Watch out for that, because but that's just part of the journey anyway. You know, so I feel like this is a such an important podcast tonight because there's somebody listening right that's going to listen to this and it's probably dealing with something yeah and dealing with it privately i want that brother to know that in him is something greater than his problem is something greater than this obstacle and maybe he hasn't found it yet but not to give up you know what i'm saying and not to give in to the problem because there's definitely something in him that he hasn't even seen what it is 
he doesn't even believe that maybe it's there. But if you know he continues to walk that journey and find that that power within him, he'll be thankful that he never gave up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is to keep going. It's to, yeah. keep, it's to keep going. And every every lesson, I know this is cliche central right now, but like, you know, every every loss isn't a loss, man. You know what I mean? Like, you, even if you try to get to the end and you don't make it, there's lessons within those losses where it's, so it's not a loss. You know what I mean? You can apply it to the next thing that you do, you know, because we're not as much as I believe that we have a passion and we, you know, like yourself and, and, and you got to follow those passions. I always feel like there's more than we're, we're multifaceted. There's more than just one. You know what I mean? Like we're not here to just do one thing only, but it's, yeah, like, man. it's mm-hmm. if you can express, if you can exercise all of it, then do it. You know what I mean? Most people, most people don't get any or, or not don't get any, but they don't exercise any, you know what I mean? If, so, if, so if you could, if you can get to the point where you can exercise multiple passions and, you know, do it with intent and with purpose and try to exercise it to the best of its ability, then, I think that's that's a win. Whether you know you become a millionaire or you satisfy you know select group of people or your thing is cliche. Not I mean not cliche, but a, a, like a niche. Like those are the wins. Those are the jewels in that, right? I think for me, I'll tell you. Speaking to that, on the next level, there is the fact that for me, my mentors, uh, you know, older black men that taught me that I was drawn to and that a lot of people were, were influenced by and found them extremely powerful and extremely accomplished. They have one thing in common. They broke through this barrier of caring what people thought of them. They didn't ask for permission. Right. And they actually were so free in how they moved and so comfortable with who they were that they were like multi-dimensional beings, man, like into everything, you know, whether, you know, and you couldn't put them in a box. And I, and that's what I loved about them. You couldn't put them in a box. Mm-hmm. You couldn't say, well, he is this, or he is that, you know, or right. he's into that. Cause he's not, he's in, you know, like, well, you do that too. Like, well, you, 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 you do this too. You do that. Wow. And you know, they exemplified the the image of the man who's just like multi talented, multifaceted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, you know the the the, the man that just can is, is can can do so many things and is not is not afraid to be him. You know what I'm saying? And it's totally him. I think that's where. That to me is kind of like the cherry, the, the, the mountaintop, is coming into alignment with yourself and being so comfortable and aligned with who you are that you can express all these different aspects of yourself fully and freely. Yeah. And I think that, I think the more exact, we need more examples of that because black men, you know, we're, we're put in boxes. We can only act like this. We can only do this. We dress like this. This is what's cool for us. This is what's not. It's like you set templates out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's unfortunate because other cultures are free to do what they want to a degree. Yeah. You know, and move as if the planet is there. So. <laughs> it's a good point. 
because you know as you said like i think even for myself like you know i like to do things a little differently too i'm more wired to do things a little differently you know as opposed to like what everybody else is doing you know what i mean i find because i find like you know when everybody else if you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing it's a little boring it's like life is a little at least for me you know what i mean like i need a little splash sometimes yeah because the thing is trauma doesn't allow you to be your authentic self right you're in that prism yeah like when you're when you're you you know coming from where most brothers come from family environments of trauma inheriting trauma Mm -hmm. society uh creating these negative negative uh, attacks on black 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 men right um the continued messages you're not okay. Yourself is not okay. An attack on the assault on the self, they call it. Like mm-hmm. your yourself is not okay. So you constantly learn to adjust and not be yourself. I'm saying you, mm-hmm. and that creates a thing where you don't trust yourself. Right. You know, and so it's fucking boring is the word because then there's all these people running around just clones of each other. You know, like they clone Tyrone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yo. Y'all, I'm, I, like someone said online, the point of that movie is they're trying to tell you we're already been cloned. Like you can go to any city and see a Tyrone. You can go to any city and see the same. It's the same blueprint of a brother. Why? Why is that? Why are we following this blueprint that's already laid out for us? This program. It's because we 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 haven't been able to tap into our authentic self. A lot of that because of our our, our trauma tells you learned early on not okay to be ourselves and we have to be this other self to kind of fit in or to survive in this world right the good news is you know this is being challenged today and the more you can become i mean that this is really the hero's journey i talked about it is coming back to yourself and and appreciating and aligning with your authentic self and being more authentic in your relationships, being more authentic in who you are and being okay with that. Yeah. That's when true relationship or brotherhood and all that can form because we're making room for everybody's authentic self. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are uncomfortable with people who are authentic. Yeah, true. A lot of people are uncomfortable with that they want their the comfort zone is what is seen as normal or okay. You know, oh, I'm from I'm from Jamaica. You know, we 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 don't do this, we don't do that. We act like this. So I'm from Africa. We do this. We do, you know, I'm from whatever wherever it is. And you know, that in itself, those patterns. I'm just being you know using generalizations here, but those patterns create those boxes. And what I see is the spiritual awakening right now mm-hmm. especially for for brothers to get back to who we really are to tap into our authentic self past these labels and these barriers and these prisons and these these uh conditions that were put on us or we put on ourselves right you know in trying to really get back to who we really are because that is when we can truly be powerful men and you are you are authentically you, and you're standing in your power. And I and, I, and I've been in the presence of men like that. That's why I I know what that looks like. 
Right. You know, they're not, they're not perfect. They have issues, you know, too, whatever. But I've seen what's possible. And I'm like, wow, I want to be like that. You know, it's, it's, it's something crazy when you're in the presence of someone with that. It's very intimidating. Not many people are like that because everybody hides behind a mask. Yeah, it's true. But someone is, is a lot more authentic and comfortable and aligned with who they are and appreciating and loving who they are. And you, you, you can't mess with someone like that. Mm-hmm. You can't move someone like that. They're already ahead. They're already creating amazing, creating things and stepping into that. They can maneuver in any environment. It's them. and connect to anybody. Yeah, no, I, Jonathan, I totally agree with you. Um, but before we go, though, I want you to discuss what, you know, what you have going on and, um, you know, in terms of your trainings and your, your um, like, in relation to this, like, what tools do you have that you can help to start protecting the minds? Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> we might have just got off and we, and we would have just called each other like, ah, oh, we forgot to give the plug, right? <laughs> I never forget the plug, my friend, never. Okay, okay, well, that's good, that's good. Um, so what is it? So I I do a lot of different things, but one of the things I do is I'm focusing right now is on, obviously on black men. I have a a uh, kind of a monthly program. I call it Mindful Liberation, and doors are open, so I'm taking, you know, people who want to come and be part of a brotherhood where you actually learn techniques, practices to empower you, but also help you actually deal with things that you need to deal with. Um, Emotionally, you know, and mentally, uh, it's not a place for mental health issues that you should definitely seek professional support for that. But it's just for the brother that, you know, there's certain patterns that you see, certain things that he may be doing that he doesn't like that maybe sabotage, you know, some form of self-sabotage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we work on how we can break through those patterns, work with the subconscious mind and mindfulness and meditation and these different practices to help us break through that. So I got that going on. I also have an audio program I'm about to put out. Black Men Let It Go, that's an audio program. A series of meditations to help release stress, build up tension, and overthinking. So that's that. Those are the two things I'm working on. I'm also working with some um, black organizations in the states. Express yourself, black men. We have a program called Safe Haven, where they do like coaching for black men, and um, yeah, that's and that's it. So that's it on dealing with the men's side, and that's kind of where my focus is. I don't only work with men, but that's yeah yeah for sure but yeah it's 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 needed man big time and so i I, i'm creating the safe space where together you know everyone says you know create a safe space but like (laughs) you you know people don't feel that it's safe so you might think it's safe but you know they might not think it's safe so it's really about everybody in there feeling safe within themselves in their bodies and in the environment and learning how to how to be um, take that that power that energy that those insights into their relationships into their families into their homes right right 
So we need that. So that was those gifts were given to me. I've been a part of things like that growing up, and I just don't see enough of that right now. So I'm like, you know what? I can bring what I do naturally into this. No, what? What? I mean, I definitely appreciate that. Um, listen, this conversation, you know, was. Uh, <laughs> I, I like sometimes when we bring when we bring an offline conversation to real life, <laughs> aka on the podcast. Um, but right. you know, it's, so, it's something we've we I mean we've had many discussions on these topics and more that probably should have probably been its own show a long time ago. This is probably one of them. But but I appreciate you for for definitely hopping on this podcast, man, and and you know and having this conversation. Thank you for bringing me on. I appreciate that. You know, thank you for helping me get this message out plugging my stuff and I know this brother's listening and there's going to be a certain brother listening that's just going to hit him and it's going to be like yo thank you for this you know so great questions too um, great angles you came at I, I really enjoyed it so thank you for that nah man no doubt no doubt thank you for checking out the latest edition of the Av Podcast a special shout out goes out to my guest Jonathan Boxo for coming on my show Go ahead and check out his program, which focuses on meditations for men, uh, which is at centeredandaware.com slash meditations dash four dash men. So once again, that is www.centeredandaware.com slash meditations dash four dash men. You can also check out the mindful liberation section as well on that site. All right. So once again, that is centeredandaware.com, centeredandaware.com slash mindful liberation, as well as centeredandaware.com slash meditations for men. All right. Check it out today. It'll, it'll be worth your time. All right. Thank you once again for the support, everyone. Tune in next week for a new episode of the Av podcast before Labor Day weekend. Much appreciation to all of you. All right. So if you haven't checked out the recent episodes of Memory Lane, especially if you are into nostalgia and jokes, please go ahead and check them out. One was on the days partying at the legendary Atlantis nightclub here in Toronto. The other one was on the legendary times caravan weekend on Young Street. It's some of my favorite episodes. Go through them. Go through them. All right. And if you want to dive further into my catalog, check out SouthShareAv.com for all things South Shore Ave. Once again, that is SouthShareAv.com. For Jonathan Boxell, this is Cal C. And you just tuned in to the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on South Shore Ave Radio. All right, until next week, we're gone. Peace. Have a great weekend.